Take a moment and join us as we journey into the life-changing Word of God, coming from the Bridge Network. This message will equip you with practical solutions for everyday living, resulting in an excellent and outstanding life. You're welcome to the Bridge Network. The Bridge Network. Experience the Kingdom. Every time you ask somebody why they, want to st- why they haven't started a business or why they haven't done anything, they always tell you it's because of working capital. You've heard that before. It's almost like a, it's like a sing song everywhere you go. And when you ask them, I do this most of the time when I go to a new church, I tell them, how many of you have a working capital problem? And I'll say, how many of you have a 50,000 naira working capital problem? They'll put up the hand and I'll say, okay, I will give you the 50,000 naira if you can go out there and bring me a plan. And I'm always sure that they have no plan. I'm almost confident they have no plan drawn. Anybody help me? What, is, what does it mean to be resourceful? What does it mean to... to what, what's your idea about resourceful? I'm not asking the professors and the PhD holders. I'm asking you, if somebody says resourceful, what would you think? What's your first idea? Anybody want to help me? Yes, sir. Help me? Well, I mean, a resource is a means to an end, something you used to do something. So to be resourceful, in my opinion, would be the ability to make use of uh, whatever little things you have around you, the simple things around you, use them, combine them, in making more complex stuff. Absolutely. That's great. And that's why I wanted somebody else to say it. It's the ability to use what you have to get what you need. I mean, think about it. A young man travels out of the country. He's stuck in a country. He leaves the country with $50 in his pocket. And he realizes that the greatest barrier to his success, even though he has the skill, is language. And he buys a dictionary. Think about it. He buys a dictionary. Today, he speaks five to six languages. The biggest country in the world right now that is threatening everybody in economics is China. Do you know that if you simply learn how to speak Chinese, you won't be jobless? Because the Chinese are looking for Africans who they can use to be a bridge between their countries. And somebody here will tell me he has no job. Think about it. And then he begins to outline that in all that he learns the language, and then he realizes education is the key to his success. And not only that, he finishes and realizes ahead of time that, listen, I can only make this money for a period of time. I need to start working about my future. And then he decides after that to use his resources to create resources for his future by becoming a coach. I think he's accepted to coach Nigeria now, hasn't he? Yes, good. Now, so my challenge is this morning, when we talk about resourcefulness in church, People always like to extend, make, make it very, and this, this is a PowerPoint that simply tells you, I'm, I'm, it's not even, I'm not even, I want to just go to where it is. You see, resourcefulness is the ability to quickly and often cleverly find ways to overcome difficulties and problems. Can I, let, let, me, let me try to create a paradigm shift for you this morning. Let me explain to you why we struggle with this problem. Our prayers have been designed to avoid problems. 
from day one, every single, yesterday I heard somebody praying very loudly near me, saying, God, oh God, don't let me have any obstacles in my way. I almost wanted to shut him down to say, don't pray like that. Pray to God that whatever obstacle you meet, you will have the ability to overcome it. So that mindset, it's everywhere you go. Every place you go, people tell you you are not supposed to have problems. No. Listen to me. I remember listening to um, um, this famous uh, American general, uh, the, the one who was with President Bush, in one of his lectures. He lectures around America. He said this. He said he never understands why people avoid problems. He said the highest paid people in the world are paid to do what? Solve problems. So, being resourceful is the ability to quickly and often cleverly find ways to overcome difficulties and problems. And history will show us that what has separated ordinary people from those who we consider extraordinary has been their ability to solve problems with little resources. Little or no resources. Now, I wish I can give you some quick examples this morning. I'm only have about 15 minutes left. There is no such thing as lack of resources, only a lack of resourcefulness. If you don't have working capital, then you must learn to attract working capital. That's the resource you need, not the working capital. I want to quickly run through some examples, but a lot of them are foreign, and I want to bring one particular one to the air. How many of you heard about the Apollo 13 situation? There are these uh, people, they traveled, they're trying to get to the moon. That was supposed to be the third trip they made, Apollo 11, 12, 13 was the third. There's a movie about it. It's a fantastic movie. If you've ever watched anything about principles, watch that movie. They are stuck. They can't get to the moon. They can't come back. They are running out of air, and they sit down in Houston, and they create, listen to what they do, they create an identical situation as they are facing in the moon with exactly the same resources that they have in the, in the aircraft. And they sit down with scientists and they begin to figure out in that room exactly what they need to turn carbon monoxide into oxygen with what was available there. And in a few hours, they came up with a solution provided them with the ability to breathe. Then they began to brainstorm here in Houston about how to solve the problem of bringing them back. And guess what? They brought them back safely. It was one of the greatest moments in American history for that to happen. We, that was a challenge. It was a challenge and they used limited resources. There are many, many examples like that. You know, let, let me skip all this because of that. All right? There's a man called Sam Walton. We'll come back to that maybe next week. Let me leave that. Commit your business. He's a very interesting man. There's a man called Herbert Armstrong. But there's a lady I want to focus on. Her name is Maria Diogoye Konete. I can't pronounce her name very well. You know, this is what she said. She said, do babies and toddlers in your country eat imported infant cereals or the ones that are locally grown and produced? If they're imported, she asked, have you ever asked the question why? Africa has the second largest growing population on earth, doubling in size to 1 billion in the last 27 years. It will double again by 2015. High growth means high opportunity. All right? People see nothing but problems. All right? 
All right? Now, watch. This is the lady. She's born in, 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 uh, she was born in uh, Mali. She was trained in uh, Switzerland. And then she started a business in 1995 with 600 euros as capital. 600 euros. She wanted to create nutritious infant porridge. She bought an old, she used an old milling machine that she rented and rented a stand in the market in Abidjan and began to create, she used her own money to set up a small food processing plant and became known as an African miracle. Banks wouldn't give her loans to small businesses like her. Her aim was to set up a local business using local things to make food for our people. Her whole aim was so simple. Africans were feeding themselves. Listen, this is what she said. She says, why do African parents feed their infants imported infant cereals when ingredients are available locally? That was her whole precept. There is a problem on the ground. Do we have the resources to, to solve it? And she began to explore. Today, she's competing with the likes of Nestle. She's competing with the likes of uh, all those big companies. She's a 17 billion dollar establishment in Mali. Somebody sits down in Mali and says, listen, there's a problem. We can solve the problem here with our resources. Now, if I look at 90% of our businessmen in this church, not only in this church, but in this city, 90% of what we buy, we bring from other countries. She said this. She says, we export what we produce and import what we eat. That was her premise. $600. Olise, $50. Belgium, skill, talent. She has $600, a passion, and then a determination to make a change. And an education, of course. She resigned her salary job and started doing it. She's competing with huge companies like Nestle. Now, I want to you know, she's faced several challenges in the last 20 years, like Nigeria. They've had riots. As a matter of fact, 10 years ago, a, 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 a ship dumped toxic waste next to her factory, and she had to close down. But she has remained in business. She has a simple slogan she uses in her countries. She says the best weapon to fight corruption is ethics. So she says, refuse to be corrupted. It is the best investment you will ever make. That's her policy. What did she use? Resources. Opp Listen to me. Opportunities are, cha uh, sorry, challenges are opportunities in disguise. Any problem you see, any problem you see, and that God stirs you up into to show you any problem you face like that is God teaching you something. Now, let me end with scripture and show you why I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this now. I had to change the order of my messages for a simple reason. Let's look at scripture and see whether it's true or not. Look at this. Luke chapter 16 verse 1 to 8. We don't have time to, to look at it. Jesus praised an unjust steward. Not because he was unjust, but because he devised a clever way to get out of his predicament. The Bible honors those who sit down and think, wait a minute, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. How do I get out of it? How do I solve this problem? How do I put myself on the line? How do I push myself beyond my comfort zone? How do I do something that has never existed before? How can I solve this problem that is in front of me? But we like to pray fast that God should take away the problem. Or we like to go and beg somebody to come and help us take care of the problem. 
or but we forget that we are losing out on a unique opportunity to become self-sufficient and be a blessing to our community. I'll give you another example in the Bible. What about Paul? How many of you know that Paul was anointed? Huh? Now they want to kill him. Why didn't he pray? Why didn't he pray? When it was time to kill him, they found a basket and they lowered him from the top of the city wall to escape. Remember when Paul was going to be uh, killed by a mob and there was a soldier standing there. They said to him, um, he began to defend himself and finally got to a particular place. He said, I am a Roman citizen. The equivalent of saying I'm an American citizen today. All of a sudden, everybody stopped. If it were you and I, what would you think? Let me use my anointing. Let me bind them. This is a man that knows God. He wrote two thousand of the Testament. He's still practical in solving problems. We don't like it. Everything must be spiritual. Everything must be spiritually wrought. Now, give you one more. What about the man who, when Jesus was preaching in a house, and the house was jam-packed, full, they couldn't get in. Isn't that a good excuse? Ah, a trial. That's one word. How many of you have watched this movie called Star Wars? There's a new one coming out soon. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, Mnet had decided to allocate a whole channel to Star Wars. Maybe you should watch it. There's an old wise man in uh, the movie. I've forgotten his name. Uh, green. He's green. Um, Yoda. Yoda says... This guy says to Yoda during their rehearsals and practice, he says, I'm trying. He says, no. He says, no. He says, do or don't do. No try. There's nothing like trying. And Nigerians, that is our favorite. I'm trying. I'm trying. Now, what happened? They couldn't get into the house. The man was severely disabled. The man, they couldn't get through the doorway. His friends, listen to me. They're going for a spiritual healing. But the friends, what did they do? They climb to the top of the roof and they do what? They cut the roof. They cut it. Why? Because they wanted to achieve something. They couldn't go home. They couldn't go home. They couldn't go home. They won't take no for an answer. They won't take failure. They won't let anything go. They will keep going over it, going over it, going over it. I think about three or four weeks ago, I, I did a PowerPoint here for everybody. And I began to show you those who tried five times. How many of you know that Sylvester Stallone, I think he applied to do the movie 100 and something times and they rejected him because he attached himself to the script. 100 and so companies said no. And the guy kept pushing forward. And guess what? That singular movie, Rocky, made him a superstar. What if he had given up? I've given you examples of, of Einstein. 1,000 times trying to do a bulb, he didn't give up. And there are many others like that. Very, very many others. You know, sometimes I can tell how lazy you are by your Google search. I can tell by how lazy you are by your Google search. You are looking for something. You Google. If you don't find what you're looking for on the first page, you stop. Or you take the first one that comes. Anybody who does Google search will know that you have to go all the way 
And you come back again and you pick one or two. And then you come back and you finally find it. Listen to me. I'm, I'm going to close with this. I, I recommend people to read books a lot. I'm reading like three books right now. One of them is this and a few other books. I've read it before, but I'm reading it again. I'm reading about three books right now. Sometimes when I ask people to read a book and I give it to them, they start reading the front of the book, uh, Doc. Three days later, they've read halfway through the book. They are not blessed. They throw it away and say, Pastor, today is boring. I said to them, this is what I learned as a child a long time ago from scripture. Jesus said, a man knows that there is a jewel in a field. You know what he does? He buys the whole field. What is he looking for? One thing. Sometimes when you buy a book like this, there may just be one thing you're going to get out of the book. But the real war or job is reading the book from cover to cover before you find it. It is the glory of God to hide something. If it was that obvious, everybody will get it. If it was on the surface, everybody will get it. Years ago, the Americans, they, you know, do you know that in America, in San Francisco, you could get to San Francisco, San Francisco River and you'll be seeing gold on top, just shining from top of the water. There was, they called it the gold rush. They rushed there. They packed the gold. They became rich. They left. Some of the people came afterwards. No gold on the surface. Now, when they were packing the gold, they were small gold like this, small gold like this, small gold like this. They became rich. They left. They sold the land to the next generation of people. Those ones came and started digging. And started digging. And started digging. When they finished, they will find gold bigger than this podium. They will find gold as big as a car out there. They became super rich. The ones who come for the surface of things just get the tiny little blessings. Same thing with the word of God. Same thing with the Bible. Same thing with most books. You need to make an effort to dig and dig. Same thing. Resourcefulness requires tenacity. It requires for you to keep looking at the problem. Look at it from this direction. It will fail. Look at it from this direction. It will fail. But when you get it, somebody said, make setting and reaching your goals is not as important as what you become setting and reaching them. We are playing in this country. There are problems. Listen to me. We had a president come in how many weeks ago? The Naira had gone crazy. The dollar had gone wild. They were, they were literally putting our money. They were putting dollars in aircrafts and flying them out of the country. They were carrying dollars out. They were using their influence to buy the dollars at official rate, selling it at black market, packing money out of the country, making everybody, everybody's life miserable. Somebody sat down and said, there must be a way out without breaking the law. And said, okay, no more cash deposits. And all of a sudden, what happened to the dollar? We are going to arrest all the corrupt people in this country. They lie. Listen to me. Corrupt people are smart. 419 boys are smart. They are also resourceful. 
they are only using it in the wrong direction. Jesus said that the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of God. In other words, the children of this world know how to use bribery, corruption, manipulation, influence, contacts to succeed. But the children of God don't know how to use God's word, God's resourcefulness, God's spirit, God's anointing, and God's favor to achieve the things we need to achieve. So sometimes we mimic the unbeliever. So a Christian will tell you, who do you know in a place? Because that's what an unbeliever does. He doesn't think, how can I create something that whoever is in charge will recognize me? There's a hospital in Abuja right now. They decided they were going to create a first-class hospital, first-class money, first-class. They refused to take a penny from government. They built it. While other hospitals were running to government agencies saying, please give us uh, retainership, give us retainership. You know what the hospital in Abuja did? They ignored the government. They invested first-class equipment, first-class doctors, first-class processing. The lady came to me last week and said to me, do you know when we got there? Government was sending us people. Presidents, burrows, these were coming. And the, and, the, and the fees are clearly displayed. There is no government contract. They do everything sincerely, straightforward. They are now overwhelmed. They are thinking of building more. Why? They broke the back of a system that is corrupt. Instead of looking for corrupt retainership, they came up with solutions by providing a service that was over and above. How long how long? How long? You know the best part? The Lord has been telling me this for a long time. I have to go back to teaching about the Holy Ghost. We're carrying the greatest, greatest, greatest resource of God inside of us every day. But we don't know how to tap into him. So this morning, as we close, just bow your heads this morning. And I wanted to just ask God that, Lord, this thing is available to me. This issue of resourcefulness is not discriminatory at all. It's there for you. It's there for you. The ability to do more with less. The ability to carry out things even with the little you have. The ability ha. Listen to me, to be on the global market here in the city of Ibado. The ability to come up with a product or a service that will be internationally recognized. The ability to break through the limitations of this country. The ability to pass beyond the current limits that this country has put upon us. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Help us, oh God, from this day to begin to ask ourselves, Lord, I can do this. I can do this. I can break beyond this. I can overcome the limitations. I can make do with what you've given me. This resource, this skill, this $50, this 5,000 naira, this 600 euros, this ability you've given to me, I can reach the world. I can do great things through it. Why? Because your spirit is with me, oh God. 
Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.